Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. And here we go. Once again, that's the sound of rock cracking. You've got Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday, and we're glad to have everybody listening to us because we are in the midst of this Democratic nomination for president, and it's getting wild and woolly out there. And this week, we are going to finish our conversation, our interview we had with Daphne Barack. Uh, about Roger Stone, General Flynn, Rick Gates, and more. So we're going to finish up that interview, and then we'll talk some about the last Democratic debate before Super Tuesday this week. It was crazy last week in the South Carolina debate, and we're going to talk some about that, play a little clip on the second half of the show. But let's get started with uh, we had a, a part in our conversation where Daphne Barack was going to tell us what Rick Gates had to say and a funny story about Mitt Romney and President Trump. We're going to let her uh, tell that story now, and then we will get in more of the interview where we talk touch base about General Flynn. Uh, uh, Rick Gates is the story. And if you missed last week's show, go back and listen to the show because uh, one of the most fascinating interviews we've had is with uh, Daphne Barack. She wrote the book called to plea or not to plea. Now that's the story about Rick Gates, who got caught up in this Robert Mueller probe and and had to uh, uh, plead to, and work with the government to uh, be a witness against uh, Paul Manafort and others. So very interesting book, and you can get it on Amazon and go right there and uh, check out Am- Amazon for "To Plea or Not to Plea" by Daphne Barak. Now let's get right in. We. We, she was about to tell a story last week that uh, is detailed a little more than what was in her book about Rick Gates. And this is what Rick was had to say about President Trump and Mitt Romney. Before, before I go on, to, I do want to talk about General Flynn, but there's one part in your book, uh, Rick Gates, uh, talking about Trump, uh, Romney. Now, you had this book. It was finished, what, in uh, late 2019? I don't know when it came out, but it was way before the impeachment. No, nobody knew how the trial in the Senate was going to go, and I just I found this quote. I think it's on around page one twenty four or something. But and Rick Gates was saying, and let me quote what Rick Gates said that you wrote in your book. I felt that Trump and Romney were not yet through. They'd get back in the ring in the near future, either to cement some Could lost understanding yeah. or to continue yeah. their rivalry round I, I, after yeah, round. Exactly. Yeah. Don't yeah. you feel? Don't you feel in politics, it's always the same players somehow. Even Bloomberg yeah. wants to bring Hillary and all that. I mean, it's like... It, uh, it's unbelievable it's how... All the same, the same, the same players. And if it, even if it's new names that are being 
handled by the same players, right? Yeah, and you think Rom Romney was out of the picture forever or anything, and he comes back as Senate, and, th and then he's the only Republican that votes <laughs> against Trump in the trial, uh, you know, uh, the impeachment trial in the Senate, and it's just. And and Trump calls him a loser again, <laughs> and that's yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, and and he is, you know it's uh, he, he missed the presidency. There's a very funny story about Romney. I'll okay. share with, you, with okay. your listeners, right? Yeah, please do. I love I love to laugh. Okay, we we do too on this show. <laughs> right? Okay, yeah. you tell me when you're ready, my dear. Yeah, I'm ready. Tell us tell us a story about Romney. There's a very funny story that Regate is telling us uh, about uh, Mitt Romney, and uh, it maybe sheds light about how personal this hatred has become, right? Because, okay. Uh -huh. uh, basically, we know that uh, Donald Trump did endorse Romney in 2012, and then, of course, Romney went against him, said he was a fraud, a codman, whatever, right? Right. right. At Trump University, whatever, but... At one point, uh, it became so personal, as you see right now. So, Rick Gates is actually revealing in my book, To Plea or Not to Plea, the story of Rick Gates and the Trump uh, and the Mueller investigation. A, a very personal, uh, funny, hilarious story, uh -huh. which sheds a light about their ongoing hatred. So, at one point, when uh, Donald Trump and nailed all the, uh, you know, delegates for the, to be the nominee of the RNC in 2016. Right. Uh, Ryan Prebus, then the RNC chairman, suggested, why won't we make peace with everybody? But good idea, right? And believe yeah. it or not, some people who hate Donald Trump would not believe it, but Donald Trump thought it was a good idea. He really wanted to unite everybody behind him, right? Right. So they decided that Donald Trump should reach out to Mitt Romney, who was sort of the head of the Trump haters, right? Yeah, never and, Trump. Was, uh, yep. This is yes. before the convention in Cleveland that Bill Ganassi, my husband, and I were two of the top te uh, delegates of California for right. Donald Trump. So we were there. We didn't know what was going on on behind the scene, right? Uh -huh. So basically, Rick Gates is saying that um, Donald Trump agreed to reach out to Mitt Romney just before. There's any calls with Gates, and he said, okay, give me Mitt Romney's mobile. Rick Gates, knowing what's going on, said, well, you know, Mr. Trump, but do you have the talking points because you don't want to be rejected, right? Yeah. So Donald, and the one thing we none of us wants to be is to be rejected, let alone Donald Trump, right? So uh, basically, he says, "Well, um, you know, let me call you in a few hours." A few hours later, Donald Trump called Rick Gates. Okay, Rick, give me uh, Mitch Romney's mobile. I said, oh, "Good." <laughs> By now, you have the talking points. You know what? I, you know what, Rick? I'm going to send him an email. So they work on an email uh, for a while because it has to be an email that if the Romney's people leak, it should not look like Donald is begging or everything, right? right? right. So it should be very, uh, you know, generic, uh, casual, right? On the other end, um, uh, Rick is going back and forth to uh, get 
with the Romney's assistant to get Romney's personal email, right? They get past Romney's personal email, uh-huh. and and they they finish the draft of this funny uh, email, uh-huh. and then uh, basically they uh, get they uh, go to Donald. Everything is good. Boom. They have a big problem. Donald Trump doesn't have a personal email. Oh, that's right. Trump does not use emails, what I've yeah. always heard. All right. So yeah. now they have a big problem. So after all these three, four days, they send this very personal email from Donald Trump to Mitt Romney from Hip, uh, Hope Hicks' email, right? Oh, from Hope Hicks' uh, email. Okay. Could you imagine Romney getting this email from a secretary with all due respect, yeah, right? Yeah. So you cannot judge uh, Romney not to to answer, right? He doesn't answer that Donald Trump feels he's uh, being rejected, and then the rest is history, right? Yeah. He said, I don't want any Mitt Romney in the convention and everything, but only because he didn't have a, a, a personal email. He didn't have right? his email, and Romney ne- what an answer back to Hope Hicks. So that that was that well, was. Would you? I'm no. sorry. Yeah, I right. love Hope to death, but would would I mean? Come on, you know. I know it. It's just funny because they 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 never they so they never uh, shook hands or tried to get together because uh, they they couldn't communicate. Huh? <laughs> yeah, but it was it was well meant, you know. Yeah, and that that was just before the convention. Then and back. And in then Donald Trump said, "I don't want him in the convention. I want to. I don't want anything. Whatever." Then he really went yeah. ballistic. Was he felt rejected? But yeah. uh, frankly, not rightly so. Because if you want to talk to me, don't send your secretary. You send me <laughs> yeah. an email, right? Yeah. So it was. Uh, that, uh, and Rick Gates was right in the middle of all that, wasn't he? Uh, he was in the middle of everything. And by yeah. the way, I love her pics. She's beautiful. She's wonderful. Thing. But you, still, you know. Uh, you and I talk directly. Our secretaries talk directly. Our attorneys talk one to one. You know protocol, right? Yeah. Especially, it's not between friends. It's between enemies. You have to establish it right. Yeah. Right? Go, go right through that protocol. Yep. Very important. But uh, I like that funny story, and our listeners do too. One of the things that I did want to talk to you about some about General Flynn, and one reason because, like I said, your life partner. Bill, we, he, we've had him on our show. We want to get him on again. But he knows so much about Turkey because, I mean, that's where he's from. He's Turk. and Oh, my God. Bill is so big right now. Bill, my yeah. husband, Bill Ganasti, is the front pages of the biggest uh, newspapers in Turkey. Uh, and Donald uh, Trump took his advance book uh, and congratulated him. And Pompeo is so proud of him. And he's a huge, he's becoming right now the number one voice about U.S. and Turkey. And, and of uh, course, Iran and Syria and all this wonderful area in Libya. Right. And yeah. I'm so proud of him. And I would love you to have him on the show. Yeah, we've They're had him on before. A huge, a huge, a huge uh, role in the administration when he's finishing mm-hmm. promoting the book in a few weeks. And uh, of course, you'll have him. Yeah, we'll have him on again, and but he's but so knowledgeable. Way, about Flynn, I have to tell you, by the way, I want to tell you one thing, Ed, okay. and, and I may uh, surprise some people. None of these people that I support have been a Snow White. Are we clear? Okay. Not Manafort uh-huh. because he has not uh, 
you know, uh, uh, he is not. Uh, he has a problem with tax evasion. Yeah, he's not pure. We know that. He, he, that. he, he was guilty. Same thing with Gates. Uh, uh, Michael Flynn, what he did with Turkey, command to to get five hundred thousand dollars for an article uh, to support a cleric, just because you are becoming uh, the NSA. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. Well, see, that's Everybody. why. None that's of why these I wanted people to ask are good people. That. No, hold on, hold on. None of these oh. people are good people. Uh, however, however, they're all very bad people. However, none of these scenes would be more like than a two, three million dollars punishment or a half a year uh, probation or whatever or three months in jail. No, no headlines. Uh, and maybe, as you know, the FBI did uh, start to investigate uh, Paul Manafort and decided they didn't have much interest until uh, two years later when he became the a campaign manager of uh, Donald Trump. So what I'm saying but, is but that's nobody that, said that's no yeah. white. Well, let, let me ask you, I mean, I'm just throwing this out. Uh, they said the FBI investigated back, you know, three or four years before 2016 and decided not to do anything. We know the FBI, they had a one FBI agent who, like, you know, just pure out lied and turned on T Carter Page talking about, you know, said he had no connection to CIA when he did. And and so if the FBI lied about that, how are we to trust them? And they said they had, had already looked at Manafort in 2013 and said not to do anything. How do we know that some agent didn't go back and, and say they did that and they have never looked at it until they got details from the Ukraine? From uh, I mean, is that a possibility or, or is that just far-fetched? Everything is a possibility. I think what we just learned right now, we people used to believe that FBI, CIA, whatever is above. You know, I'm, I'm filming right now a huge film uh, uh, with the biggest uh, Hollywood uh, stars as of next month are uh, be released before 2020 elections. And if you just look at one of them, Clint Eastwood movie, Richard Jewell, which is a great movie. Uh -huh. It shows you that uh, two decades ago, the FBI just decided they had a conclusion before uh, they even knew that, what the investigation is about, and they were about to charge a guy that had nothing to do with this. They were about to ruin his life, put him in jail, put the lock on out, and and um, thank God there was an attorney who was willing to, to fight for it. And... Uh, I think the the narrative that FBI or CIA anything uh, they are above no no they are people with agendas and and they should be uh, investigated like the people they investigate and I think I want to close Donald Trump for it doesn't say that you have to vilify them. Uh, or say anything they're doing is bad. No, no, I didn't say that. There are many good people there, but there are a few rotten apples, and we have to look at it. Well, as Daphne said, a few rotten apples, and nobody, like she said, nobody's Snow White. We're talking about Paul Manafort. We know he broke the law. He's had to pay a long prison sentence, longer than what some might think is should be necessary. And I go back. How do we know the FBI 
didn't go get the information from Ukraine and then say, oh, we investigated this. I don't know if we can trust them if they investigated in 2013. How do we know? You know, I, I'd like for somebody to inspect that and and find out if it's true. They really investigated them at that time or they just uh, got some notes from the Ukraine when they, the Ukraine Ukrainian officials uh, dug into uh, the campaign manager for Donald Trump trying to look for dirt, which uh, it's well-known fact they did that, even though Democrats won't admit it. Now, uh, what what do we do with all this information? Well, uh, number one, thank Daphne Barack for coming back on and giving us some inside views and stories. She knows these people, has contacted, worked with them. Like I said, wrote the book about Rick Gates and the Robert Mueller probe, what, uh, what it resolved around Rick Gates, and that book is to plea or not to plea. We'll put a link right up on a, a website of uh, this show. You can check on that. And also, I just, uh, it's, <laughs> she gave us that story about Mitt Romney and Donald Trump before the convention, Republican National Convention. Remember, Mitt Romney was the previous flag bearer for the Republican Party. He was the standard bearer in 2012. He fell short of beating uh, uh, Barack Obama. And Barack Obama was reelected. But the standard bearer in 2012 would not be recognized at the 2016 Republican National Convention. Would not even talk to the Republican nominee. And eventually they did. Uh, he was interviewed. Mitt Romney's was interviewed for possible Secretary of State. Uh, Priebus, the RNC chairman, had tried to get that together after the election. And of course, he, uh, Romney did not get that. But this, this, uh, event that Rick Gates had told Daphne for her book that it seemed like they would just go round and round, Mitt Romney and Donald Trump. And it's a sad funny that Mitt Romney could not. Could, he had to be the only Republican in the House or Senate to vote uh, for one of the impeachment articles. Just could not let it go. And, in fact, let me, I'm going to play a clip. But before I play this clip, I played it last week, just a minute or two, of Donald Trump talking about what he thought of that. So I'm going to play that clip. But let me remind you, you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. We're glad to have you. This is election season. Crazy things going on. We got new listeners who have not listened to us before, so thank you for listening to us every Monday morning. Get a new show, and there are plenty of archive shows. Go back and look at the headlines, the titles, and pick out some of the archive shows. Love the, for you to listen to that right on webtalkradio.net. And also, we're going to talk some about the Democratic uh, race for the nomination for the Democratic Party or the Socialist Party. What's it going to be? Well, we're going to talk about this. After we hear this clip from uh, President Trump at one of his rallies talking about Mitt Romney. Take a listen. So we're having great polls. You're seeing the polls, except for some of the fake ones. And if I was treated fairly, meaning if you were treated fairly by the fake news, we'd be up 20 points higher in the polls. There wouldn't even be a competitive election. Unfortunately... It's probably going to be competitive, but I actually think we're going to win by a lot, just like we did last time. But I really believe we'd be up 20 points. I mean, all they do is negative, negative, phony stuff. Russia, Russia, Russia. The impeachment hoax. 
That's a hoax. But you know, we had great support from the Republican Party in the House. It was 197 to nothing. And in the Senate, it was 52 and a half to a half. You know who the half was? A half wit. <laughs> you know, I still can't get over it. I've mentioned it several times. Long-time listeners will know it. James Comey, Jim Comey, former FBI director, was fired by Trump. But he said he knew he couldn't ever trust Trump because Trump never laughed. If James Comey said that, he has never been to a Trump rally. He does not understand the president of the United States because Donald Trump can make you laugh. <laughs> That's just funny. Half wit. Where the half came from that voted the Republican half wit that voted for a half article impeachment. So, so it, anyway, it's just funny. Now, uh, we do have a book. Uh, Daphne got her book, The Plea or Not the Plea, and also, uh, right on the front page of our website here on uh, Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics, there's a book called Bedrock Truth. That's the book I wrote with Dr. Alveda King and a niece of Martin Luther King Jr. and Dr. Alex McFarlane. You haven't got that book? Please get it. It's, uh, tells you the bedrock truth this nation is built on and what we need to do to fortify those uh, bedrock truths. Now, uh, let's talk some about the Democrats. What a mess. I mean, who could have ever designed this if you were a Republican that uh, Bernie Sanders, crazy Bernie, would take the lead and would have a chance to slam dunk in the uh, Super Tuesday when California and Texas are both voting for a bunch of other states. And why, why did the Democrats do this? Uh, not sure, but now they are scared to death that Bernie Sanders can run away with delegates if the run, people want the nomination if they don't thin out. Why? Because you got uh, Bloomberg of all the money that he could spend and uh, and. And never run out of money. I mean, he has got unlimited money. And he's spending huge in Texas and, and California and states where the other candidates have maybe some teams on the ground, but they don't have the money for all the TV stations and ads and newspapers and uh, uh, Facebook and all the different places they're putting ads on. And guess what? They got another billionaire, Tom Steyer, you know, and... And then he was in a Democratic debate uh, before the South Carolina primary. Didn't do much, but he was there, and he spent he spent a lot of money. He's got a big budget. But guess who doesn't? All, all these different ones running are still in there. You know, Klobuchar. Uh, you know, you got uh, Pocahontas, and it's in Booted Edge, and, and and Joe Biden. Joe Biden, the former vice president, the most name recognition, a guy that was leading all the polls, the national polls, for months and months and months, and he's just trying to hang in there. So it's nobody could have designed this. Nobody could have designed this to play into the hands of Bernie Sanders, where a socialist would win the nomination for the Democratic uh, Party to be the standard bearer, a socialist. So how's Super Tuesday going to shape out this week? Very important. Everybody's watching it. But let's play. Uh, this is a little bit from the Laura Ingram show as they were talking about the, the debate last week in South Carolina. Let's take a listen to this clip, and then uh, we'll finish up the show. 
hey, new listeners, hang on. We got a great year. This is an election year, and you'll hear things here on Doc Holiday's Rock Split and Politics you won't hear anywhere else. Just like we had Daphne Barack, and we'll we'll just we have guests sometime, we have fun sometime, we use clips, and so to keep telling your friends and neighbors about Doc Holiday's Rock Split and Politics because that's why we grow. And Rock Split and Politics, we'll tweet out some things or different shows or Facebook page. You can go like us on Facebook, Dr. Ed Holiday's Rock Split and Politics. Just go there. We put some things on there that you might find entertaining and uh, educational. And so we can do more on that page than what we do every week on radio. So listen, stay in touch and uh, take a listen to this clip from Fox News' Laura Ingram show. If you keep on going, we will elect Bernie. Bernie will lose to Donald Trump. And Donald Trump and the House and the Senate and some of the state houses will all go red. If we cannot pull this party together, if we go to one of those extremes, we take a terrible risk of re-electing Donald Trump. Not only is this a way to get Donald Trump re-elected, we got a House to worry about. We got a Senate to worry about. And they're all raising their hand all the time. It's class time. Joining me now, Ari Fleischer, former White House press secretary, Fox News contributor, along with Chris Hahn, former aide to Senator Chuck Schumer, host of the Aggressive Progressive podcast, and pollster Frank Luntz. Ari, your big takeaway tonight, you watched. Well, my big takeaway from a Democratic point of view is that they survived. Nobody really bombed this time. Bloomberg bombed last time. He didn't bomb this time, so he's kind of saved himself to fight for Super Tuesday. Biden actually did decently. He came across as somewhat articulate, somewhat with energy. It was a different Joe Biden tonight, which is huge for him on the eve of South Carolina. But face it, Laura, it's a three-way race. It's Bernie, Bloomberg, and Sanders. Um, when you look at the way this is going, Chris, now, doesn't it seem that after New Hampshire, it became fairly clear who the three were going to be? I mean, Ari's right. It's down to those three. Uh, Tom Steyer is just blathering up there. And, yeah. you know, Klobuchar, you know, she was very intent on what she was saying. And Buttigieg tried to be very earnest. And But none of those guys are going to, none of those people are going to be president. So they're just making it more likely that Bernie becomes the ultimate nominee. I'm, I'm going to stick to what I said weeks ago on this, that if you don't drop out and coalesce behind one alternative to Bernie, Bernie's going to run away with this. It'll be over by, you know, first week, second week of uh, March. Now, as Laura gave her insights, Doc Holliday just has to remind everybody, hey, I told, talked about the same thing on last week's show a little bit, even going back to the 2016 Republican nomination when Donald Trump was starting to break out. And and nobody thought, well, Donald Trump's not going to win this thing. And he was. But there was a time when Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio could have teamed together and say, hey, let's pool together and we can defeat Donald Trump. We can get together and do it. And they may have been strong enough. But they didn't do it. It just doesn't happen. I mean, how do you go full throttle and and have a chance for the nomination and then you won't just be second fiddle to someone else? It just doesn't seem to happen when you run for president. You go with everything you got, except for maybe Mike Bloomberg. He's going with all his money. But like I think I heard Rush Limbaugh say, he doesn't have the fire in the belly. If you want to be president of the United States, you've got to have some fire in your belly. you got to want it, and they got to see it in your eyes as you speak out like crazy Bernie. He wants to be president. Hey, you knew Donald Trump wanted to be president of the United States. He had the fire in the belly. He was on the road. He's flying everywhere. And that's why he beat Hillary Clinton, because he was a maniac when it came to going from place to place to place to place. He didn't slow down. 
and what energy, and that's what it takes. And Michael Bloomberg has not exhibited that. I mean, you you can tell anybody to buy a bunch of ads and polish ads, but you got to have some fire in the belly. Hey, let, let's see what Laura has to say now, and then uh, we'll we'll finish up the show real quick. So, yeah, I mean, Bernie is definitely in the driver's seat. I agree with you on that. However, what Biden did tonight might help him. He took a nice attack on Steyer on the private prison investment. And if he could back that up with ads, that could cut into what Steyer has done to him in South Carolina. If you look at the polls in South Carolina, he's not really losing ground because Bernie's gaining ground. He lost a lot of ground to Steyer, who's made an overwhelming investment in South Carolina as his last stand state. So what Biden did tonight was very strategic. He had a good debate. And who knows, maybe this can help him have a bigger margin of victory on Saturday in South Carolina and propel him into Super Tuesday as a real contender. I just loved how Biden did everything in the Obama administration. It was basically all his idea all night long. It was like, well, I did that. Well, Barack did. It was hilarious. I, mean, I don't think Barack probably gave him much except Girl Scout pinning ceremonies or something. I don't know what he gave Biden, but he took credit for all of it. And, Laura, you forgot, uh, Barack Obama gave him the Ukraine and China to take care of. And, boy, did he ever take care of it. <laughs> At least Hunter racked up there, didn't he? Oh, well. Uh, we have come to the close of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics for this week. And, wow, let's see. Next week we'll be talking about what happens after Super Tuesday. It's going on this week. If you're a Democrat, get out and vote. We want everybody to vote, participate in this the democracy and what we will see is the accumulation of the most democrats who are they going to accumulate behind is it going to continue to be bernie sanders and will he get enough delegates to win a nomination on the first vote because if he doesn't <laughs> knives are going to come out did you see that movie knives out <laughs> well <laughs> the hollywood version knives out it may be that <laughs> when it comes to the democratic nomination i'm talking about politically now let's don't they may claim me of, of wanting violence i'm just saying politically the knives are coming out and we'll see who survives the this race for the democratic nomination very very interesting a little scary could a socialist become the president of the united states and beat donald trump wow have you thought of that you let that sink in will that make you work harder to make sure not only trump wins but the republicans get the house and keep the senate with bigger numbers very very important election we're coming into maybe the most important ever you hear that every four years but when you look at it it really is so next week we'll continue on we'll talk about what happened in super tuesday and great interviews we'll continue to have those wasn't daphne barack just wonderful i mean have you heard that anywhere else but you heard it right here doc holiday's rock splitting politics see you next week Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.